Praise the Lord, everyone, and welcome again to the Prayer, Praise, and Deliverance broadcast with yours truly, Elder Thurman Gorman, Jr. Amen. Truly, we thank God for another day. This is the day that the Lord has made, and we will rejoice, and we will be glad in it. Amen. So we're glad about the blessings of the Lord this day. We thank God for the Lord having taken us through another week. Amen. The Lord having blessed us. Amen. Protected us. Amen. Provided for us. Amen. And these things we owe God the praise. Amen. We give him glory today. Hallelujah for all that the Lord has done for us. Amen. We're grateful to be back in the studio on this morning when we give honor to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ who is the head of our lives. We thank God for the Lord being in our lives, for being saved in a day and in a time like this. Amen. We have a wonderful, amen, service on this morning, amen, that we're anxious about and we're excited about doing, amen. We're going to continue the study on the book of Hebrews. We're going to pick up where we left off on last week, amen, and we're going to go into the word of God and get what God has for us out of his word. I'll be using a presentation today amen, to kind of go over, amen, uh, the lesson and, and to take us further, amen, in our study of this great book, amen. This is such a great and important book, amen, that is important for each of us to be familiar with, amen, as the Apostle Paul transitions us, amen, to walk in the liberty that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. So we are grateful this morning. We're going to begin our broadcast with the prayer. The Bible says, amen, that everything give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you and that men ought always to pray and not to faint. Amen. Another scripture admonishes and says, if my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, he said, I will hear from heaven I will forgive their sin, and I will heal their land. Amen. Let us bow our heads together. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for another day that you have blessed us to be in the land of the living. Lord, you woke us up this morning with our minds stayed upon you, Lord. We thank you for life, health, and strength. We thank you for being clothed and in our right minds. Lord God, we give you the glory, Lord. You provided our each and our every need. And Father, before we do anything, we've got to acknowledge, Lord God, just the gift of life. Oh, for the gift of salvation, for giving us another opportunity to get it right and to go back with you. Oh God, we ask, Lord, that you would bless now. Send your anointing from above. Oh God, anoint this place. Let your Shekinah glory come over this house that is dedicated, Lord God, for the service of thee, oh God. Bless in a mighty way. Take control of the service. Lord, speak to our hearts out of your word, Lord God. You said the entrance of your word gives light. Shine light upon our hearts, Lord God, and reveal to us your perfect will. We ask these and all blessings in the precious name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We ask these blessings in Jesus' name and let everyone say amen. Amen. Praise the Lord, everyone. Amen. We have uh, a couple of announcements that I want to make just to give you some information. Amen. Amen. I want to remind you that, amen, our broadcast is also available, amen, via, amen, podcast on your iPhone devices and SoundCloud on your i on your, uh, your Android devices. Amen. You can pick us up during the week, amen, while you're riding to work. You can plug it into your car. Listen to us or listen to us on your break. Amen. We are excited about the different doors that God is opening for us to do ministry. 
Amen. So we have these, amen, mediums available for you so that you'll be able to, amen, uh, get the broadcast, amen, even if you're not able to reach us via YouTube, amen. Also, you can, amen, pass the word that you can connect on YouTube, amen. Just type in voxwave.com, V-A-O-X dot W-A-V, amen, dot com, amen. And, amen, type in the prayer, praise, and deliverance broadcast, and it'll bring you right to our broadcast, amen. We have a library of broadcasts available for you. Amen. We've been broadcasting over a year. Thank you, Jesus. God has blessed us to be able to be broadcasting a year now. Amen. And we're excited about the direction that God has given us to, amen, give out his word, amen, to provide a medium for those that may not be able to make it to, amen, the service, amen, at church, your local churches. I know a lot of our churches are live streaming, amen. And also it provides a format for you to uh, do Bible study. So get your Bibles and Join with us in the Word of God. Amen. Take the adventure. Amen. Take the adventure in the Word of God and explore what God is trying to say unto us. Amen. The Bible says the Spirit is speaking expressly, Paul says to Timothy, that in the latter days, amen, perilous times will come. Men will be lovers of themselves rather than lovers of God, deceitful, proud, boasters, amen, inventors of evil things. Amen. So Paul admonishes us that the spirit is speaking, though the devil is moving. Amen. The Bible says those sin abounded, grace did much more abound. Amen. So while there is much, amen, wickedness and amen, things going on in the sphere of the world. Amen. God is moving. He's drawing by his spirit. He's saving. Amen. Souls are being baptized in that great name, Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And also, amen, men are receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost according to Acts, the second chapter, the first through the fourth verse. Amen. When the day of Pentecost was come, they were all in one place and on one accord. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. And they began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Amen. Hallelujah. The evidence of the of the gifting of the Holy Ghost. When God comes in, he manifests himself by speaking through us. Amen. In unknown tongues. Amen. And God will, amen, give us the manifestation, the making known, the revealing of his presence in our lives. Amen. So we serve a real God. Amen. Though we read these things in scripture, they are carried out in life so that we can behold the handiworks of God. Amen. We're not available to be on our Facebook Live. I don't know what's going on with the program format. Maybe they have gotten rid of it, but amen. We are, amen, going to get into it next week. Amen. I got to hear a little, amen, close on our time, and I wasn't able to hook in. So, amen. Those are my friends that may have missed me on Facebook. I'm sorry. Amen. But amen. We are uh, we are always amen on YouTube and we invite you to come and also we invite you to pull us up on your pod on your uh, on your uh, podcast on your iPhones and amen your SoundCloud on your Android devices. Amen to amen. Tap into the word of God. OK. Amen. This morning we're going to start with amen our study of the book of Hebrews if we could pull it up on our screen and share it with, amen, our viewing audience, amen, we would 
be able to continue to study. Amen. The book of Hebrews. Amen. Amen. We're going to kind of pick up where we left off last week. We kind of went into, amen, just, amen, a brief, amen, introduction into the book, and we studied a few chapters. So I want to kind of move through this, amen, briefly as we can. Amen. It is written, amen, the book of Hebrews was written before the destruction of the temple, amen, in A.D. 70 by Apostle Paul. Though the book was written, physically written by Timothy, Paul, amen, amen, gave him what to write, amen, to the Hebrews, amen. The audience was the Hebrew Jewish believers in Rome, amen, amen. Paul, amen, no doubt was, amen, under arrest when he wrote this book. But he wrote it to the saints in Rome, the Hebrews, amen, the Hebrew Jewish Christian believers, amen. The theme of the book, amen, as you see, is the doctrinal passages reveal the purpose of the book. It was written with a twofold intent, amen. And we're going to go over that twofold intent here, amen. I have my reading and some of the, amen, uh, what the writer is, amen, offering, Amen. To us to study is coming from the Schofield. Amen. Whole commentary on the Bible. Amen. I was able to pull up some very interesting information on this book and I want to share it with you. The twofold of intent of this book is to confirm Jewish Christians by showing that Judaism had come to an end through the fulfillment by Christ of the whole purpose of the law. And the second purpose of this book is the heart Hortatory passages show that the writer had in view the danger ever present to Jewish professed believers of their lapsing back into Judaism or of pausing short of true faith in Jesus Christ. It is clear from the Acts that even the strongest of the believers in Palestine were held to a strange mingling of Judaism and Christianity. Amen. We mentioned on last week, that is what the book of Galatians, amen, another book that Paul wrote to address, amen, this problem in the church, amen, amen. Galatians means, amen, the mixing of law and grace, amen, and there's no such thing, amen. Either, amen, you are, amen, under the law or you are under grace, amen. The law simply ushered us, amen, and held us through a period of time until, amen, the coming of Jesus Christ, which would fulfill the law and transition us into the New Testament. Amen. So, amen, it is clear that a lot of people at that time had a problem with transitioning. Amen. So it is today. People have a problem with transitioning. Amen. When God moves, you want to move with him so that you can be in the move of God. And that snare would especially apt to entangle professed Christians among the Jews of the dispersion. Amen. Also, we studied on last week, amen, the purpose and the meaning of Hebrews. Amen. The purpose of the book. Amen. The key word for it is better. Amen. Hebrews means better. Amen. Better covenant. Amen. Better promises. Amen. Better sacrifice. Amen. Because Jesus made the ultimate sacrifice. Amen. When he sacrificed himself on Calvary's cross once and for all. Amen. To pay the price for all mankind so that when we, amen, give our lives to God, we can be set free from sin as we walk in the spirit of God. 
Isn't that wonderful news? That's wonderful news to me. It's wonderful news to, amen, us all to let us know that we don't have to be, amen, held prisoner to our past. We don't have to be held prisoner to failure and defeat, but we can walk in victory, amen. Thus, the book of Hebrews means better, amen. We want to move on to the next passage, amen, and it addresses just what I covered. The key word is better. Amen. Hebrews is a series of contrasts between the good things of Judaism and the better things of Christ. Christ, Christ is better than angels, than Moses, than Joshua, than Aaron, and the new covenant than the Mosaic covenant. Amen. It leads me to another study we may have to touch on is the amen covenants of the Bible. There are eight covenants in scripture. Amen. Maybe, amen, on our next, amen, series of teaching, we'll cover that. But there's eight covenants, amen, in scripture that we can, amen, deal with, amen. But here in our lesson, it deals with just two of those covenants, the new covenant and the Mosaic covenant. Under the Mosaic covenant, amen, was, amen, held, amen, the, amen, teachings of the law, amen, the ceremonial law, the civil law, and, amen, the perfect law, which is the Ten Commandments. Amen. The civil law, the ceremonial law, and the perfect law, the law, the Ten Commandments. Amen. Amen. But the new covenant, amen, we are ushered into the new covenant, amen, which takes up, amen, this dispensation, the dispensation of grace. We covered that a little bit on last week, amen, the dispensation of grace, which carries us from the opening of the doors to the church until Amen. The rapture of the church. Amen. When the church is taken from the earth, amen, which will usher us immediately into the dispensation of kingdom. Amen. So we have seven dispensations and eight covenants. Amen. Amen. I will be glad to cover that. Amen. But we are in a very, amen, fruitful study here that I'm very excited about. Amen. And I have some things that may ruffle some feathers. Amen. Because a lot of us, amen, we are holding on to things that God expected us to let go and move on from. Amen. And we'll cover that a little bit in the book of Hebrews. Amen. So this book will help us to make the transition because simply put, amen, a lot of the things that are happening today are just an extension of what happened in the past. Amen. People just couldn't let go of what they knew, amen, to embrace, amen, the move of God, to embrace what God was doing, amen, in the New Testament. So the Jews were trying to teach, amen, the new Gentile converts of the church that they had to be circumcised and to keep the law of Moses before they could be saved, amen. And Paul had a big problem with this, and he had a time trying to correct this issue in the church, Amen. Thus, he wrote the book of Galatians. Amen. So, amen. The key word here in our study today is better. Amen. Better. Rehearse that when you hear. Amen. When you read this book, when you see the title of this book, it ought to ring in your ear. Better. Amen. I'm excited about better. Amen. I'm excited about new things. I'm excited about transition because when it deals with the things of God, it means God has a better plan. Amen. And amen. We want to go to our next amen teaching. Amen. We amen. went all the way from the first to the fourth chapter of the book of Hebrews. Amen. Which 
amen, deals, amen, with, amen, the first, amen, amen, uh, uh, amen, portions of the Bible, amen, I've skipped this part, excuse me, I had to switch back because I missed a screen here, amen, and that was the book of Hebrews, amen. The book of Hebrews is divided into six divisions. The great salvation is the first, amen, division, amen, thank you, amen, of, uh, of the book of Hebrews. It's divided into six divisions that will help us to better, amen, study this book, amen, and amen. You're welcome to write these down and take them as notes, amen, if you want to study this book in your personal time. This will be a great guide that you could use, amen, to kind of divide up how to study this book and to interpret what it's trying to convey to us. Amen. The book of Hebrews is divided into six divisions. The first division is the great salvation. And this covers chapters one through two, the first chapter through the second chapter and the 18th verse. Amen. We want to read into just a little bit. Amen. Of what, amen, uh, this book is saying to us. Amen. Uh, uh, last week we covered God who at sundry times and in divers manners spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets. Hath in these last days spoken unto us by his son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds. Amen. Hallelujah. God, amen, begin to open up. Amen. His vision. Amen. How he dealt with us from the time of the fall of Adam until this time. It says God who at sundry time, many, amen, different times, amen, different dispensations, different covenants. Amen. Amen. And in divers, that word divers means many manners, spake in time past. Unto the fathers, amen, unto the fathers, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, amen, Joseph, amen, and as, amen, the fathers, amen, of antiquity through Jewish history, amen, uh, amen, he dealt with them in transitioning them and preserving them through the law, amen, and at this time, amen, simply put, the law was not given because the law didn't come until Moses but he dealt with them in many manners, amen, in different seasons, amen. He dealt with them by the prophets. God sent prophets to his people. And that's why prophets are so important, amen. They deal directly with not only the leader, but the people, amen, by giving them the word of God, amen. We all need prophets, amen. A lot of the people say the prophets and apostles and things are not valid for this dispensation, but I very, amen, I dare to differ because if you read in Hebrews, amen, the Apostle Paul said, and he gave some apostles and prophets, some evangelists, some teachers and pastors for the perfecting, amen, of the saints, for the work of the ministry and for the edifying of the body of Christ, amen. And he done that till we all come into the unity of the faith and of the Son of God unto a perfect man. So Paul, amen, and not only Paul just enlightened us, what God had already provided for the church. So we see prophets pay, pay a very valuable part, amen, in the development and the sustaining of the church. Amen. So, amen, we're going to move on. Amen. Have in these last days spoken unto us by 
his son. Amen. Jesus Christ was not only, amen, a sacrifice and the sacrificer, but he was a prophet. Amen. He was the Messiah. He was the anointed. Amen. I mean, he was known by many of the great healer. Amen. The great sustainer. Amen. The master teacher, the rabbi. Amen. These were all, amen, titles and amen, how people, amen, revered and amen, addressed Jesus Christ. He spoke to us by his son, Jesus Christ, whom he have appeared, have he, whom he have appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the world. Amen. Our last verse that I'm going to touch on, who being the brightness of his glory. Amen. Who's he talking about? He's talking about, amen, amen, the eternal God. He was the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person. Amen. There's noted in scripture, amen, in John 10 and 30. Amen. If you would like to read that, amen, amen. I will read it after I come because I think it's very important for us to know because, amen, I believe in the oneness of God. I believe that Jesus is God. Amen. He is the express image. He's that which we can see of God. The Bible said that which our hands have handled is of the word of God, of the word of life. Amen. And John 1 and 1 said in the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. Amen. So in the Bible, amen, Jesus is expressed as the word of God. Amen. And said we, he is, and he is the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power. When he had by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. Amen. So, amen. It's very important to note in scripture, amen, that amen, he Amen. In his salutation prepares us to receive, amen, the message of God being made so much better than the angels as he have, have by inheritance ob obtained a more excellent name than they. He's speaking of the angels. He's speaking of, amen, God's exaltation of Christ. Amen. And it says, amen, in, in, in one of Paul's many exhortations in this book. Amen. He begins the book, amen, the second, the second chapter of Hebrews. And it says, therefore, we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard. It's not nothing that you haven't heard before, but he actually puts emphasis on the urgency of taking heed to what we have heard. Lest at any time we should let them slip. Amen. If we are careless with the word of God, with the instructions that God gives us, we will let them slip. Amen. We'll be careless with eternal instructions. Amen. That God is given unto us in his word. And he says, he said, for if the word spoken was by angels was steadfast and every transgression and disobedience received and just recompense a reward. Amen. The question was asked, how shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation, which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord? And was confirmed unto us by them that heard him. Amen. His word was confirmed by those that he had given his word. Amen. To amen. Give unto the people of God. So God speaks of his great salvation. Amen. In these two books. Amen. And he ends this writing with, he says, for in that he himself have suffered, being tempted, he is able to succor them that are tempted. 
Amen. He speaks of the working, amen, of God through, through Christ Jesus, which is the mediator, amen, between God, the spirit, and man. Amen. The Bible, Paul also writes, Timothy, there is, amen, one mediator between God and men, the man, Christ Jesus. So Christ did not come here on earth to be very God, but he came to be a mediator. He came to be a sacrifice. He came to fulfill prophecy. He came to be a prophet. Amen. So it was not his job. Amen. At that time, it was not his role. It was not the working of, amen, the Redeemer, Christ Jesus, to reign as God eternal. Amen. But he was sent here as the perfect sacrifice to fulfill the perfect, in perfection, the requirements of the law. Amen. The second part of it is the rest of God. Amen. The rest of God, amen, amen, is taken from chapters, the third chapter through the, the and the first verse through the fourth chapter and the 16th verse. And this is where we stopped last week was the fourth chapter and the uh, the 16th verse. And I'm going to go to the last end of what the last verse of which we studied last week. And it says, let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy find grace to help in the time of need. Amen. Paul also says that the word of God is quick and powerful. It's sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and of the marrow and is a discerner of thoughts and intents of the heart. The word of God is quick and it's powerful. Amen. He also covers in this book and the rest of God that there remains a rest for the people of God. That means, amen, those who rest are those who work, those who get tired, those who, amen, are expending their energy and their efforts in spreading the gospel, living the life, teaching the saints, amen, and simply walking by faith. Amen. So, amen, there remains a rest. God promises a rest even as he on the seventh day rested when he finished all of his works. It's an important thing, saints of God, that we finish, amen, the race, amen, hallelujah, amen, God, amen, begun this race. The Bible says, he which hath, Philippians 1 and 6, he which hath begun a good work in you shall perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. So it is very important that we continue Amen. To walk with the Lord. Let God work in your life because he begun that work when he saved your soul. But he just didn't save you to stop there. Amen. He said, let us go on unto perfection. Amen. God wants to perfect you. He wants to mature you. He wants to build you up and he wants to ultimately, amen, hallelujah, use you. Amen. Your voice. Amen. Your body, your hands, your feet. Amen. In action to, amen, draw others to Christ. We are saved to save others. Amen. To influence them to be saved. Amen. So we have to, amen, let God work in our lives. Amen. So that we can, amen, be, amen, that catalyst that God can use. Amen. To, amen, draw the world to himself. Amen. In the book of Corinthians, amen, Paul speaks of, Amen. The ministry of reconciliation. Amen. The first act of reconciliation was the death of Jesus Christ on the cross, which opened the door and gave us an opportunity 
to make it back to God. So we are to play a part in God's, amen, reconciliatory plan, amen, to bring men to God, amen, put to death in the flesh, but justified by the Spirit, amen. We're going to move on to, amen, our third, amen, portion of this scripture. I know we won't be able to cover them all today because, amen, we have quite a a bit of information to cover in our lesson today, but we want to make an attempt, amen, to, amen, bring you the word of God, amen. The third, amen, division of this book is our great high priest, our great high priest, amen. Paul writes of the the priesthood of Jesus Christ, amen. Also, amen, I wanted to bring in to our study, Amen. The contrast in the ministry, amen, of Melchizedek and Christ. Amen. Amen. Christ, amen. God walked the earth, amen, more than one time. And there are some similarities that I want to cover between Melchizedek and Christ. But most of all, we want to cover the priesthood of Christ as Paul addresses it in the book of Hebrews. Amen. And that, amen, begins at the fifth chapter, amen, of Amen. Hebrews. Amen. Wonderful teaching. Amen. That kind of breaks down this book. Amen. And like I said, I will never be able to cover it all piece by piece, but we're going to give you, amen, a good start and some good information. Amen. On what God in his divine plan, amen, seeks to do through this book so that, amen, we can dwell in the liberty that he has provided. Amen. So let us go to Hebrews 5. Amen. Hebrews 5 and 1. Amen. It begins to address the priesthood. Amen. The earthly priesthood and the heavenly priesthood. Amen. Hebrews 5 and 1 says, For every high priest taken from among men is ordained for men in things pertaining to God, that he may offer both gifts and sacrifices for sin. Amen. Paul says he he simply tells them that the priesthood of man, amen, was for the things of God pertaining, amen, to himself, amen, but he gave it unto men to minister to them, to offer sacrifices, amen. If you're familiar with the Old Testament teachings, amen, amen, every year, amen, the high priest went into the holiest of holy to offer sacrifice for the sins of the nation. Amen. And he offered that sacrifice before the throne of God. Amen. He had on his priestly robe. Amen. He also had a train. Amen. That was attached to his leg. So that if he was unworthy when he went into the presence of God. Amen. He dropped dead. And because he was the only one ordained to come into the holiest of holies. Amen. No one else under any circumstances was able to enter into the holiest of holies. So that train they would use to drag him out if he was unworthy himself. That means he didn't repent of his own sins. He didn't sacrifice for his own sins. Amen. And this, amen, is a special note to, amen, pastors and, amen, leaders. Amen. You first have to prepare yourself. Amen. Sometimes we're so, amen, uh, carried away with trying to get people ready that we neglect ourselves. We neglect prayer. We neglect fasting. 
We neglect, amen, our relationship with God, amen, trying to get someone to a point where we are not even at ourselves. So it's important to learn that, amen, through the priesthood, amen, the the Aaronic priesthood, amen, they had duties. But we're going to talk a little bit about Melchizedek. And this, amen, teaching is found, I want to turn to it in my tablet here, I'm using several devices, so, amen, please, amen, uh, give me a moment here. Amen. I wanted to go back to, amen, the book of Genesis where, amen, this teaching is covered. Amen. As I get to my home screen on my tablet and open my Bible, I wanted to, amen, address that because, amen, amen, Paul, amen, sought to address this uh, with uh, the saints of old, but he said, amen, that they were not able to hear it. Amen. Because, amen, they were not at the level where they could Amen. Receive. Amen. The word of God and what God was actually showing him. And it's interesting to note that, amen, the apostle Paul was taken away, amen, from, amen, the people, amen. And he dwelt three years in the deserts of Arabia to receive, amen, the word of God. Amen. Paul said he received visions and revelations. And there were certain things that God had taught apostle Paul that he taught no one else. Amen. But it was because of his level of consecration and what God was trying to do in his life. Amen. I'm here to tell you, God will do special things for you if you are and consecrate your life to him. Amen. Dedicate yourself to him. He'll show you things to come. Amen. He'll reveal himself to you in a different way. Paul said, I was I knew a man in Christ above three years ago. Amen. Whether in the body or out of the body, I cannot tell how such a one was caught up. And to the third heavens, amen, and he, amen, uttered things, amen, unlawful for men to utter, amen. He, we, he, he couldn't even talk about the things that God had shown him, but God had a special anointing, a special place for him. And I want to encourage you to, amen, seek that special place in God where God will deal with you and show you things and inspire you. He said, if you draw nigh to me, I will draw nigh to you. So it's important that we have that hunger and that thirst for righteousness sake so that we could hear, amen, the voice of God so that God could show us, amen. And there were others, amen, whom God had drew close to him. Amen. Amen. John the divine. Amen. The one who wrote, amen, the book of John. Amen. He was, amen, exiled to, amen, the Isle of Patmos. Amen. And God showed him things. Amen. Some of which he could never talk about. Amen. He said, seal up the writings of this book. Amen. That's for you. I'm here to tell you, God will show you some things just exclusively for you. Amen. For your edification so that you can build on your relationship with God. And that's a level, amen, it's a shame to say that most believers don't seek. They don't seek to get close to God. Our experience is only within the walls of the church. When we leave the church, our seeking of God just kind of falls off. Amen. Our prayer life falls off. We don't draw nigh to him. We're not excited about the things of God. But God wants you to be excited about, amen, your relationship with him because there's so much more about God that we don't know. We only know what he has shown us. But I'm here to tell you that God will reveal himself to you in a real way so that you will see the handiwork of God 
God will love on you. Amen. He'll show you special things. You remember Moses. I think I touched on this last week or either in my Sunday school lesson on last Sunday. I was teaching on last Sunday. And I was, amen, explaining to the saints. No, I'm sorry. I was, amen, at Howard University. Amen. I, the Lord has provided a few platforms for me to, amen, speak on. And I thank God. It's to God's glory, not my glory. But, amen, we go to, amen, Howard University. And we go to a specific group of employees there that desire to have church. Amen. And that's something that we need to desire. We need to desire that fellowship with God. We as though we'll be seeking God. In a real way. So we're, amen, availed an opportunity to go there and to teach and to minister. And I was talking about how that when uh, when God had separated Moses unto himself, Moses had a relationship with God. And amen, he said, Lord, show me your glory. Amen. And God said, I can't show you my glory because no man can look on me and live. And he, he said, but what I will do, I'll put you in the cleft of the mountain here. I'll pass by. When I pass by, I'm going to put my hand over your eyes so you can't see my glory. But after I pass by, I will let you see my hinder parts. Amen. God said, I'll let you see my backside because you can't see my face and live. Amen. But Moses had a wonderful experience spending 40 days and 40 nights in the presence of God, talking with him, being taught of him, giving the laws for his people. Amen. And I'm here to encourage you that there is a place in God where you can get visions and revelations and where God can give you things that he'll give no one else because of your consecration and what you have dedicated your life to God. So, amen. In the book of, amen, uh, Genesis, the 14th chapter, it covers, amen, the life of Melchizedek. Amen. And let's see what the scripture says, amen, about him. Amen. Hallelujah. The Bible says in Genesis, amen, 14 here, amen, Moses was in battle because his brother, amen, his nephew, amen, was taken, amen, amen, by, amen, the Gentile nations, amen, and his nephew, amen, I'll have his name in a moment, it just kind of slipped my mind, but amen, he left when God had called, amen, Abraham out of Ur of the Chaldees to go into a land that he would show him, Amen. His nephew Lot left with him. Lot is his name. And Lot and his nation and Abraham's descendants grew so large that they couldn't, the land couldn't bear them alone. So they had to, amen, they had to split up, in other words. Amen. And amen. Lot viewed, amen. And he took, and Abraham said, well, whether you go to the right, Amen. I'll go to the left or whether you go to the left, I'll go to the right because God is with me and he's going to take care of me. So whatever way I go, because I'm a servant of the most high God, he's going to take care of me. So amen. Lot viewed, amen, the, the field, the lush fields and water. Amen. And he took, amen, that route. But when he settled and when he began to, amen, build himself, amen, he was taken into captivity. Amen. By, amen, the men of nations. Amen. The Bible says, amen, that they were, amen, Chedalamer, king of Elam, and Tidal, king of nations, and Amraphel, king of Shinar, and Ariok, king of Elasa, four kings with five. And they took, amen, Lot, amen, Abraham's brother's son, and everything that he had. And Abraham heard about it. Amen. And he set out, amen, to go to war with the kings of this nation. 
Amen. Yes. Amen. To the kings of these nations. Amen. And he, amen, spoke with him. He warred with them. But after he came back from the war, it was where we're going to come in today. Amen. He says, amen. And Abram, when Abram heard that his brother was taken captive, he armed his trained servants born in his own house, 318, and pursued them unto Dan. And he divided himself against them, he and his servants by night, and smote them and pursued them to Hobah, which is on the left hand of Damascus. And he brought back all the goods and also brought again his brother Lot and his goods and the women also and the people. And the king of Sodom, amen, went out to meet him after his return from the slaughter of Chedorlaomer and of the kings that were with him at the valley of Sheba, which is the king's dale. And Melchizedek, king of Salem, amen. This is the first mention of Melchizedek, amen, as we are studying the different priesthood, amen, and comparing the priesthood of Melchizedek with the priesthood of Christ, amen. And it says, and he blessed him and said, blessed be Abram of the most high, possessor of heaven and earth. And he blessed and blessed be the most high, God, which have delivered thine enemies into thy hand. And he gave him tithes of all. And the king of Sodom said unto Abram, give me the persons and take the goods to thyself. And Abram said to the king of Sodom, I have lifted up mine hand unto the Lord, the most high God, the possessor of heaven and earth, that I will not take from, take from a thread even to a shoe latchet, and that I will not take anything that is thine, lest thou shouldest say I have made Abraham rich save only that which the young men of Eden and the portion of the men which were with me, Aner, Eskol, and Mamre, let them take their portion. Amen. That is of great importance because it shows Abraham's dependency upon God. Amen. He didn't want any other man to take the glory that only would belong to God. Amen. He, amen, depended on God for his life source. Amen. So we see, amen, that, amen, amen, Melchizedek is named here. Amen. The Bible said he's born. He was not born of natural descent. There are no record of who his mother and his father was, but he appeared as the king of Salem. Amen. And they consider him to be the first bodily, amen, express image of God in the person of Melchizedek, and he, amen, appeared as a priest. Amen. Also, we, I want to write, I want to read to you what I've written down about him. If we could bring that screen up one more time, amen, so that the audience can see. Amen. The king of Salem, amen, was one of the words that he was described by, Melchizedek. King of righteousness. No earthly lineage, no earthly lineage was, menaced, was mentioned. And also Abraham paid tithes to Melchizedek. Paul seeks to, amen, show us the contrast in their priesthood. Amen. He shows that Christ, born of the seed of a woman, God declared as his father. Amen. King of kings and Lord of lords and everlasting priesthood and mediator. So we see the differences in them. Amen. Melchizedek's ministry was an earthly ministry while Christ was a spiritual and an everlasting priesthood. We can go back to the regular screen now. 
Amen. I appreciate that very much. Amen. We thank God for, amen, just the, amen, comparison between the priesthood. So this is what, amen, the apostle, amen, Paul, amen, seeks to, amen, show us in scripture, amen, that, amen, not only, amen, did uh, 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 Christ come to, amen, and he did a portion of his earthly ministry here on earth, but he has an everlasting priesthood. And that which shall never be abolished. Amen. He is ever at the right hand of God. Amen. Working the things of redemption, the plan of redemption, the purpose of Christ. Amen. Is for the purpose of man's redemption. The Bible says there is one mediator between God and men, the man, Jesus Christ. Amen. And there's some other things that I will probably mention in our later teaching that I don't have time to cover because our time is drawing near. But we wanted to share these with you so that, amen, you can better, amen, understand what God is trying to do, amen, in our lives, amen, and in his plan for our lives, amen. I have one more, amen, uh, area of this I want to cover. I think I have covered them all. Amen. Thank God I've covered each and every one to bring us back and to take us further into our study. Amen. I'm going to shift back into, amen, amen, our commentary. Amen. Some things that I picked up there that I wanted to share with you. Amen. So he compares the priesthood of Melchizedek, the priesthood of Aaron, and the priesthood of Christ. Amen. Men, amen, offered only a temporary priesthood because it was only for an appointed time. But Jesus, because of his sacrifice and the everlasting impact of his sacrifice, he, amen, he justified us. Amen. He, amen, allowed us, amen, and provided us an opportunity to be reconciled back to God. Amen. So it says for every high priest taken from among men is ordained for men and things pertaining to God that he may offer a man both gifts and sacrifices for sin. Who can have compassion on the ignorant and on them that are out of the way for that he himself also is compassed about. Amen. For he himself is compassed with infirmity. And by reason hereof he ought, as for the people, so also for himself, to offer sin. Amen. And no man taketh his dishonor unto himself, but he that is called of God, as was Aaron. So Christ also, so also Christ glorified not himself to be made an high priest, but he that said unto him, Thou art my son, today I have begotten thee. He said also in another place, thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. Amen. So, amen. He ties those priesthoods in and he, amen, leads us, amen, also into, amen, the, amen, fourth, amen, chapter, amen, the second portion of our great high priest, amen, amen, division of this book. And it begins in Hebrews 6. I love Amen. This part, amen, because it helps us to transition into what God has for us. Turn with us in your Bibles if you're able to, to Hebrews 6. It begins with a very, 
Amen. Amen. Uh, important admonition and exhortation for us. It says, therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ. Amen. Those things that we just studied were principles. Amen. Of the doctrine of Christ. Amen. They were temporary things. Amen. But now we have entered into Amen. The eternal plan of redemption that God has for us. Amen. It says, amen. Let us go on unto perfection. They were in the old covenant was not able to go on to amen perfection because amen. The old covenant was only a temporary covenant. Amen. But the new covenant, amen, ushers us into the eternal plan of God. And it said, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works. And of faith toward God, of the doctrine of baptisms, and of the laying on of hands, and of the resurrection of the dead, and of eternal judgment. He ends this saying, with, and this will we do if God permit. Amen. It's amazing to me how that, amen, uh, leaders and scholars and theologians are still debating about baptisms. Amen. Things that we have been thoroughly taught about. Amen. The doctrine of baptisms. Amen. Marriage and divorce. Amen. Women pastors and preachers. Amen. These things have already been taught clearly in the word of God. We don't need to go on. We need to grow from that level. We should be going on to perfection, but it reveals a state of weakness and insecurity. Because the relationship between the believer and God has grown weak. But Paul admonishes us. Amen. There's no, there's no reason to revisit God's word. God says what he means and he means what he says. He doesn't make mistakes. Amen. He speaks clearly and expressly to every believer. You don't have to go back and fight, fight whether, amen, you should be baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, and, who, and whether you should be baptized in Jesus' name. I mean, the Bible clearly, amen, instructs us and teaches us on those things. Amen. But Paul admonishes us to leave. Those are principles. Those are not even the weightier things. Amen. And as I was, amen, talking to my pastor this week about Amen. Judging. Amen. God doesn't put us in a position to judge certain things, but amen. Also, God lets us know that, amen, the Bible says, know ye not, he speaks to the church that the saints shall judge angels. And he said, how is it that you can't judge these menial manners? Amen. When we, amen, are raptured and when we reign with Christ, and even things God gives us authority as the church to judge here on earth. Amen. We should be sound and growing because we are seeking to go on to perfection. God is moving us from one realm of faith to the other. Amen. Don't allow your growth in Christ to be stagnated. Amen. And it's, it's, it's a shame to say that, amen, a lot of what, amen, we are grabbing a hold to our traditions and things that were never meant for the New Testament church. Amen. Doctrines concerning dressing. That was never given to us. If you go back, amen, to the original scriptures, those were written under the old covenant and they were written to Israel. Those things were abolished in the law. 
Amen. But Jesus said, amen, through Apostle Paul, if you walk in the spirit, you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. Also, the Bible says the law is not given to a righteous man, but to sinners, to whoremongers, to murderers of mothers, murderers of fathers, truce breakers. Amen. Those who despise the way of God, they're not given to us. The Bible says, stand fast in the liberty wherewith Christ have made you what? Free. We are not governed by regulations. We're governed by the Spirit. And when you have the Holy Ghost, the Bible says the Spirit will guide you into all truth. Now, if the Spirit going to guide you, what do you need regulations for? What do I have to keep going back referencing rules and regulations? And you know, that was the greatest part of Jesus, amen, disposition with the Pharisees and Sadducees. They were more interested in keeping a rule than to walk in the love and the fear of God. Amen. And I know I may ruffle up a few feathers. Maybe they need to be ruffled up. Amen. You'll get, you'll get over it. Amen. Amen. But revisit the scripture yourself. Amen. Amen. You don't read about no law. Amen. In the New Testament church, no rules and regulations. Amen. Matter of fact, when that was trying to happen, and this is what Paul was dealing with in the book of Hebrews, he began to teach, amen, the New Testament church and the Jews that were trying to Amen. Coerce, amen, the Gentile believers to keep the law of Moses and to be circumcised. Amen. Paul, amen, sharply rebuked them. And there was a big thing going on in Jerusalem. So they took it to the council of the apostles. Amen. They went to Jerusalem and presented to the James and John. Amen. And to Peter and to the rest of the apostles. My God, Lord, have mercy. Lord, let me go to that because that's in the book of Acts. Amen. Let's turn to it. Amen. I think it's good for us to be able to, amen, go to this in the word of God and see what God's word says about it. Amen. Because it's time to go on to perfection. Jesus is on his way back. And we're still fussing about rules and doctrines, amen, where God is expecting us to move on from these things and go on to perfection because, amen, the Bible said the foundation of God stands assured. Ain't nothing you can do with a foundation. The foundation has been laid. It's nothing else that you can do to that foundation. What, you going to improve upon what Jesus done? Jesus laid the foundation. Amen. Through Apostle Paul, he said, I, as a wise master builder, have laid the foundation. But he did say, let you take heed of what you put on it. Don't build anything on God's foundation. Amen. Acts 15. Amen. And our time is almost up, but I've got to finish this. Amen. It says, and certain men which came down from Judea taught the brethren and said, except ye be circumcised after the manner of Moses, ye cannot be saved. When therefore Paul and Barnabas had no small dissension and disputation with them, they determined that Paul and Barnabas and certain other of them should go to Jerusalem um, to the apostles and elders about this question. And being brought on their way by the church, they passed through Phinis and Samaria, declaring the conversion of the Gentiles. And they caused great joy unto all the brethren. And when they were come to Jerusalem, they were received of the church and of the apostles and elders, and they declared all things that God had done with them. But there rose up certain of the sect of the Pharisees which believed, saying that it was needful to circumcise them. 
and to command them to keep the law of Moses. And the apostles and elders came together for to consider this matter. Amen. When you have situations in the church, the leaders of the church should come together to consider the matter and to provide guidance for the church so that they can, amen, quill, amen, the confusion that may rise from dissensions in the church. And when there had been much disputing, Peter rose up. Peter asked, amen, the leader of the church, the one whom Jesus had gave keys to open the doors of the church, who preached the first message, amen, on the day of Pentecost, amen, he said, amen, among his preaching. And when, amen, Peter rose up and said unto them, men and brethren, ye know how that a good while ago God made choice among us that the Gentiles by my mouth should hear the word of the gospel and believe. And God, which knowing, knoweth their hearts, bear them witness, giving them the Holy Ghost, even as he did unto us, and put no difference between us and them, purifying their hearts by faith. They weren't purified by laws and regulations and rules. They were purified by faith. Now, therefore, why tempt ye? Listen to what Peter says. Why tempt ye? Why, uh, now, therefore, why tempt ye God to put a yoke? You see what he refers to, amen, your rules and regulations. A yoke upon the neck of the disciples, which neither our fathers nor we were able to bear. But we believe that through the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, we shall be saved even as they. Then all the multitude kept silence and gave audience to Barnabas and Paul, declaring what miracles and wonders God had wrought among the Gentiles. We're out of time now. Amen. But we're going to come right back next week and we're going to start here. Hopefully I'll be able to, amen, share this teaching with, amen, those that are on, amen, my Facebook page, amen. I'm so sorry if you are here, but then again, it's needful for you to come here and you can also access this teaching again by, uh, by your uh, iPhone podcast and your Android phones with your SoundCloud. You can, amen, access these cheating, these teachings. And we welcome you to call into the station, amen, and ask questions, have comments, amen. I think this is very needful for us. And now you see the importance of the book of Hebrews and what it means to us, amen. God is expecting us to be on another level. God bless you, amen. May heaven smile upon you and give you peace. This is the Prayer, Praise, and Deliverance broadcast, and we're signing off, and we'll see you again next week at 11 o'clock through 12 o'clock. Amen. On Saturday morning. God bless you in the name of the Lord.